Rebecca. <laughs> and Lily. And you're listening to Just Gooey Things. Do you see how like the thing got delayed again? And yes. I was waiting for it to show that it was recording and I was so amped and I was like, oh, okay, awkward. <laughs> But hey, boo things, welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 26. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey! And I'm currently chewing on some uh, cut cheese and having some coffee right now. Good for you. I'm sipping on my Diet Coke, as usual. Of course. It wouldn't be a real Just Ghoulie Things podcast episode without Lily drinking her Diet Coke. Of course. Now, do you prefer Diet Coke? Like, you think it tastes better than Coke? Or, like, why do you prefer Diet Coke? You know, it's just always been what my mom drank. Mm -hmm. So it's what we always had in the house. So it's just kind of my go-to drink. Okay. You know? But, like, say if you were at a restaurant and you said Diet Coke and they're like, oh, we only have Coke, would you still drink? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm fine with, with like, regular Coke and Diet Coke. Like, it doesn't really matter. They do have two different tastes, though, so it all depends what kind of mood I'm in. That's like what I'm saying, though, because I prefer Coca-Cola, and I feel like Diet Coke, in my opinion, tastes like the flatter version of regular Coca-Cola. It does taste a little flatter, but when they're ice cold, it tastes so much better than a regular Coca-Cola, because Coca-Cola is kind of sweet. Yeah. So it just all, it all depends what else you're eating, what kind of mood you're in, but yeah, I like them both. You're right. You're right. All right. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I have tons of leftovers for today, too, so... I'm waiting to make a bunch of, like, different ham, like, sandwiches or lasagna, heat it up again, eggplant. Mm. We've got so much left over from both of our parents' houses, so I'm going to dig into that today. Good (laughs) shit, good (laughs) shit. Do you guys have leftovers, too? Yeah, we have, um, we have mostly, we ate all of, like, our green beans and everything. Like, that's all gone, but we still have some roast beef left. My mom made a big pot roast. Oh, that does sound Really good. good, so I had some... Last night, because, you know, on Easter, you eat at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course. So, so I had some last night at around, like, 8 or 9 o'clock, I think, before we recorded. Uh-huh. And um, there's still some left, so. Yum. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Let's get started right into these stories. I don't know about you, Lily, but the majority of my stories today are pretty long, so. Really? See, mine are pretty short, so I think that. Oh, it'll balance out. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. My first one is called Something Just Kissed Me. So this just happened about 45 minutes ago. My husband works the graveyard shift, so I normally stay on his schedule to spend time together when he's home. I fell asleep a few hours later than usual, so I was still half asleep when this started. I heard what sounded like my husband coming home from work, which was strange since he would have left work only halfway through his shift. The noise wasn't really loud yet, wasn't really loud, so I wasn't completely awake yet. Uh, What actually woke me up was when I felt someone or something climb on his side of the bed, lean over me, gently rub my back, and kiss me the way my husband does every time he comes home and I'm in bed. I heard it say something quietly, but I couldn't hear what was actually said through my headphones. I felt it crawl back off the bed, still thinking it was my husband. I reached out for him to grab his hand, but he wasn't there. As I sat up to say something to him, I heard our bedroom door close. I should mention that our bedroom door has a deadbolt-type lock that can only be opened by a key to open. My husband and I have the only two keys. This furthered me thinking that it was my husband. I sat up and called his name and asked where he was, where he was going, but I got no response. I waited for a few minutes 
to see if he just went back to his truck to get something. I decided to call him and ask where he went, and to my abject horror, when he answered, I could hear the very loud and distinct machines from his work as I explained what happened. He told me he hasn't been home since he left for work and wouldn't be for several hours. My next thought was that there was an actual person in our house. I grabbed my weapon and went to check the house, but the bedroom door was still locked. I went ahead and cleared the entire house, room by room, and found no one and no signs of a break-in. Whatever the hell just crawled into my bed sounded just like my husband, touched me and kissed me the way he does. Ah! It even smelled like his cologne! I've dealt with the paranormal in the past, but I just needed to write this out or something to try to figure out what I'm going to do next. Wow. That's kind of like a doppelganger situation. Now, did she say she physically saw him or just felt the presence of him? Uh, she said she felt the presence of him. She felt him touch her, and then she went to, like, you know, like, reach, like, grab for his hand, and he wasn't there, and she looked around and couldn't find him. Ooh. Ookie, kookie, ookie. Ah, that is... Oh, God. I, I would not even be able to sleep for a long time after that. I would have such trust issues around my house by myself. I know. You think and it's one thing? And... To, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So my next story is titled Long Post Sharing My Experiences at My Grandma's House. So as far as back as far back as I can remember, I've always been pretty sensitive to ghosts. My earliest experience of seeing a ghost was when I was around five or six years old at my grandma's haunted house. My mom spent a lot of time at my grandma's, so I was over there a lot growing up in high school, and I even lived with her for a while since my mom was slowly renovating our house. So, um, they, she pretty much gives a representation of the layout of her grandmother's house because it's kind of important to know since she's had most of the experiences at this specific house. Okay. Um, and so I open it up and let me see if I can describe. So in this layout, it looks like the den is the only way to get into the house, but there's actually two doors as well. But 99% of the time, people use the den entrance, which is why... They, uh, she left the other door out in the representation. Um, okay. People may be curious about the salon area, but that's what it was. Uh, her grandmother had this piece added to her house so that she could run a salon in her home, and that is why most people use the den entrance since it led straight into the salon. And okay. then in the middle room, there's a spiral staircase that leads to a door that leads to the attic. The attic goes all the way back to the living room and is as wide as half of the living room slash dining room. A lot of people have stayed up there, including myself, because it's a pretty private area of the house. Um, it's carpeted, and there's enough room to set up a mattress TV. So effectively, it could just be like another bedroom situation. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, let's see. Let me pull that up again. Okay, cool. So this is the first experience at my grandma's. Okay, so the first experience I had, I was probably around the time I was five or six. My mom had just picked me up from school, and we went to my grandma's. My mom walks in and goes to the salon to talk to my grandma slash her customers, and I started heading toward the living room, which is usually where my cousins and I would normally hang out. I walked through the hall, and when I reached the middle room, I stared at the stairwell into the attic. The door to the attic was open for some reason, and in the door, I saw an apparition of an older woman. I could clearly see she had an old-style maid outfit on. Her entire being was like a powdery white. She was transparent, and she was staring directly at me. I remember staring at her for a few seconds, but I don't remember anything past that. My mom, however, remembered what happened after. She was at the front of the salon, area of the salon by the den, and was helping out with doing hair, and everyone heard the door to the den open loudly. 
The door to the den was a heavy glass screen door on it, so you can open the main door but keep the screen door closed and locked to see and see who's standing outside from the delivery front of the salon area. Additionally, there's a mirror set up in the salon so that if you're at the front of the salon but not in the very front, you can see out the mirror and also see who's standing outside coming in, going out, etc. So my mom was going to the front doing hair, uh, heard the door open close and looked out the mirror and didn't see anything, which meant someone had just ran outside. Since I was the only other person in the house, that obviously meant I ran outside, and I was always pretty timid, so for me to be outside running like that, my mom (laughs) knew something was wrong. So she runs after me and finds me crying outside, and when she asked me what was wrong, I told her I saw an old lady staring at me from the stairs. My mom goes back in, looks for this woman, but obviously doesn't find anyone else in the house besides the people in the salon. She takes me back inside, and I stay in the salon area, and my grandma asks me what I saw, and I tell her about the old woman. This is how I learned about ghosts, and my grandma explained to me that originally there was a house where her house is now, but it burnt down with three old women inside of it. So now the spirits of these old women stick around her house and keep her company, and she tells me they're nice ghosts, so I don't need to be scared of them. Like a sweet little story, you know, a little spooky in the beginning, but there's some resolution at the end. So then number two, the sewing room. This one isn't really an experience, just me learning more about my grandma's house. So going off the layout that I provided, my grandma's main room uh, is the guest sewing room. She had a sewing machine set up in there, which I guess is why we called it such. So growing up, and even today, I have never felt comfortable in the sewing room. Other parts of the house I feel fine, but anytime I would go into the sewing room, I would immediately feel uncomfortable, and generally, I just feel unsafe in that room. I don't remember why or how this conversation was brought up, But I guess my grandma was telling my older cousins about how I didn't like being in the sewing room alone, and they asked me why. So that's when I told them I didn't feel comfortable being inside of it, and it was a scary room or something. So that's when my grandma decided to tell us, before she bought the house, that there was an old man who lived alone in the house who apparently shot himself in the head with a shotgun in that specific room. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've only had one experience in that room, mainly because I stay out of it, but that's more relevant to a later story. So that one, not so good of a story. Number three, shadow people and other footsteps. So I've seen a number of shadow people at my grandma's house who I do not believe were the ghosts of the old women or were related to the old man. Additionally, the shadow people I only saw during a relatively short amount of time. The first time I was walking down the hall going to the kitchen to the den, there is a mirror on the wall that lets you see down the hall leading to the other rooms. As I'm walking, I see the mirror in my field of view. I wasn't staring directly at it, but I could clearly see it, and standing in the hall was a shadow figure. When I stopped to focus at the mirror, the figure just disappeared. The next time I saw a shadow figure was when it was only my cousins and I in the house, and we were hanging out in the attic upstairs. I had went down to the kitchen, so I was the only one on the bottom floor, and I was making some fries. In the entrance from the salon and out the corner of my eye, I see a shadow figure standing at that entrance. At this time, I had seen a number of shadow figures and told my cousins about it, but they said it was just my brain playing tricks on me. So when this one showed up in the corner of my eye, I just thought it was my brain playing tricks on me again and just tried to ignore it. I got a little fed up and decided to turn my fa- uh, to turn to face it head on so that I could see that it wasn't that it wasn't actually there, but when I turned to look at it, I actually saw the shadowy figure in front of me. I immediately felt chills run up and down my spine, and I stared at it for a few seconds before it actually ran at me. 
I started screaming and ran back upstairs to where my cousins were. They said my face looked very pale and they could tell I was very shaken up. I just told them what had happened and we all went downstairs to look, but obviously nothing was out of the ordinary. Also during this time, it seemed like there were more reports of hearing footsteps. Sometimes I'd awake in the middle of the night in the living room and I would hear footsteps going down the hall, but I wouldn't hear the doors to any of the rooms or bathrooms opening and closing, which you definitely could hear when someone was actually walking around. Other family members would also report hearing walking around in the middle of the night. My cousins and I actually almost got in trouble once because my grandma thought we were up in the middle of the night running around when we had been asleep the whole night. The footsteps and the shadow people seemed to have started stopped at roughly the same time. I remember I started seeing shadow people sometime in the middle school, probably like seventh grade or so, and it stopped sometime in high school. Uh, experience number four, my birthday sleepover. So definitely one of the most concrete moments of experiencing a haunting at my grandma's, if not the most, was during one of my birthdays. I think it was my 13th birthday. During my birthday, I invited friends over to my grandma's for a sleepover, and we pretty much had the house to ourselves for the night since my grandma went to the casino. Uh, so what a I lit grandma. grandma. So we're all hanging out and playing video games, and one of my friends who knows about my grandma's house being haunted shows everyone he brought his camera and voice recorder so we could try doing a ghost hunt. Sounds fun, right? Not everyone was fully down, so there were a few friends who kept playing games. Then a few friends who did the ghost hunt. At first, the ghost hunt just started off with my friend and my cousin walking around taking pictures. I was going back and forth between playing games and doing the ghost hunt with them. I went through the entire house taking pictures, but for the most part, we didn't capture anything until just as we were about to stop taking pictures. We're in the living room, and my friend snaps a picture of the dining room. My cousin is next to him looking at the pictures they're getting, and suddenly they both freak out. My cousin runs over to me and to show me that the picture, and in it you can clearly see an old woman sitting in one of the chairs in the dining room and looking at us in the living room. This woman is not the same woman I had seen previously, but she wore a similar style, made clothes, was a powdery white all over, and also transparent. While we were looking at the picture, the camera suddenly got a low battery message and died, even though there had still been a lot of power left. My friend said he brought backup batteries that he charged them before coming over, and even those were dead as well. We decided to continue doing the ghost hunt and the voice recorder instead. How we would do this is we would ask a question to the ghost and wait a few seconds before we stopped recording. Then we would play it over and if anything was caught. We're walking around again and asking things and not really getting much. And one of my friends asks about, uh, asks about going into the sewing room. Obviously, I am extremely against going into the sewing room, but peer <laughs> pressure is a bitch. And we go into the <laughs> sewing room and start asking questions. So... I can't remember what was asked specifically, but I think it was something like, did you die here or something? And I don't remember who asked, but after we hear the question, we asked, uh, we listen to the recording and hear what sounds like an old man say, get out. <laughs> we all ran out of the room back into the living room and just stayed in there the rest of the night. <laughs> and then experience five, which is the last one. It's titled another hangout session with some friends. All right, so this story I think I actually posted once before, um, but this story kind of gives those vibes of like a glitch in the matrix. So, okay, in this particular case, I had my band friends come over so we could hang out and play video games together. Friends coming over to my grandma's was a common occurrence because, I don't know, she had that kind of house where it was easy to walk in and feel at home. So in high school, when I was staying with her, I had many different friend groups come over, and sometimes they, they would 
be there to experience some of the freaky shit. In this case, however, only my best friend W knew about my grandma's house being haunted. We were in the kitchen slash middle room and we're all getting our plates and forming a circle in the middle room. I don't know exactly or remember why, but we stopped in the middle room to talk about girls or something, but I don't remember. We all get our food and drinks except for a guy who will call TJ. TJ was a bit bigger of a dude who I think he got another slice of pizza or something and he was having trouble getting ice out of the fridge so he finally gets situated joins in the circle and when he walks into the middle room when we're all standing there he sets his drink down on the bar table in this room we continue to talk for a few minutes before we finally decide to go back into the living room and continue playing games TJ turns to grab his drink but it's not there he kind of stops and looks at all of us and looks at our drinks to see if one of us grabbed it by accident but we all had our own drinks we're all kind of just standing there confused for a second because now we know TJ had brought his drink in with him. And then W points out that TJ's drink was sitting back in the kitchen counter back by the fridge, which was next to the opening by the salon. Also, I should say it's not until this point my friend W started believing my grandma's house was haunted. I had always told him it was and he always kind of dismissed it like, yeah, sure, whatever. Or it was just your mind playing tricks on you. Basically, he would always come up with an excuse or reason as to why the experience I told him wasn't actually a ghost. Anyway, at this point, TJ's pretty confused because he was sure he brought his drink with him. And that's when I turned to my friend W and go, see, I told you my grandma's house is haunted. <laughs> and my friend W is just freaking out like, no, what? No, wait, how did that just happen? <laughs> and luckily for me, it wasn't a situation where my friend could easily dismiss it because we were all in the middle room and TJ was the last guy to walk into the middle room if anyone had grabbed tj's drink and walked somewhere else with it it would have been plainly obvious to everyone and when that happened all of us were just dumbfounded lastly we knew tj couldn't have left his drink in the kitchen because there was a con condensation circle where he had his sat his drink down no one else had sat there uh sat their drink down at this point and the only reason tj did was so he could grab quickly a bite of pizza pizza so even when the condensation even with the condensation circle there tj's drink had still ended up back in the kitchen somehow wow. yeah i know this is a long one but these had some phenomenal stories and experiences yes. that was good yeah and it just seems like there's so many different paranormal experiences a glitch in the matrix possibly you've got actual spirits there maybe maybe residual maybe they're here actually looking at the people around um good spirits bad spirits it's absolutely insane There's a lot happening at grandma's house I exactly all right what's your next story lil well i can't compete with that but i'll try anyways sorry this one is called and this one is yeah all of mine are pretty short today i think so um this is called three soft knocks at 3 a.m so this happened 47 minutes ago, to be exact. Earlier this day, I saw a TikTok about that. If you hear a knocking on precise, at precisely 3 a.m., that you needed to do something to save your life. I scrolled away because I don't believe in that. At least I didn't. It's now 3.51, and I think I'm going to be awake for this whole night. I'm 12 years old, BTW. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Uh, so my brother sleeps in the room next to mine, and we normally knock on the wall to see if the other is awake. I did this and I heard knocking back, the exact pattern as I knocked. I did this for five more minutes, thinking that it was, I think, and then it was precisely 3 a.m. I got out of my bed and got to my brother's room. Weirdly, he was sleeping and the window was wide open and squeaking while moving forward and backward. This freaked me out because I remembered the TikTok and looked at the time. <laughs> I got back to bed and 10 seconds later, I heard three soft and slow knocks. 
Then I freaked out. I called a friend and we are FaceTiming right now. I looked up some stories about three knocks at 3 a.m. and I found a lot. Right now I'm just laying in bed with my lights on, looking around me every five seconds. If this happened to you or someone you know, please let me know because I don't know what is going on right now. Also, Ooh. I've never been awake past three, but right now I'm not even a little bit tired. I closed my window, but weirdly enough, my curtains are swinging forwards and backwards slowly. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what to do. That is eerie. I've never heard of that, the three knocks at 3 a.m. Have you? I have not. I mean, I've heard of, you know, 3 a.m. being course. like the witching hour yeah. or whatever. The things you learn on TikTok. Did you make a TikTok yet? I have not made a TikTok yet. Oh, my God. You need to make a TikTok. I mean, I know it's me being a bad influence and saying, like, get another social media because, obviously, we need a social media account. Like, we need a hole in the head, right? But, but, like, the videos are so addicting. And it's kind of like YouTube where, like, you scroll through your, like, For You page and then you get Mm -hmm. to a point where you're, like, there are really fucking weird videos on there. And you're, like, first of all, why is this on TikTok? And second of all, how did I end up watching this? And why is it (laughs) – it? I mean, you just have a variety of different people. Like, you have, like, the 12-year-old doing the dances, and then you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You see a cute couple, like, dog videos. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, some, like, hillbilly, like, kissing their cousin or something. Like, it's just, like, weird videos that, like... You just never know what you're going to get. It's like, why was this picked for me? Why was I... (laughs) Why am I being shown this? I don't understand. But it's so addicting. I got Mike into it, too, and, like, it's bad. I'm like, dude, we're close to our 30s and we're watching 12 year olds do this renegade dance like what are we doing what are we doing <laughs> but they have some really funny content on there i'll give them that so uh i mean vine team vine forever for you oh, know vine us millennials life. but you know tiktok tiktok will do for now i guess okay my next story is short it's something just kissed me so this happened about 45 minutes ago wait a minute is this the same one no 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 um, wait. Is it? Oh my god, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, next door. I just realized that. It was like 45 minutes ago. And then I'm looking and I was like, because I don't read these through. Yeah, this is literally the same one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Which is a little longer, but not as long. Uh, not, as, uh, not as long as the previous one. I saw my grandpa one year after he died, and I think he was mad at me. Please don't tell me you have this one. No, I don't. All right, good. When I was six years old, my paternal grandpa died. I remember finding out it was like yesterday. My mom called my brother and I into her room and dad's bedroom, and we sat on their bed. My dad was sitting in a chair in the corner, head down, trying to hold his emotions. Mom was upset, but somewhat calmly told us grandpa died. It was complete shock and... I remember clearly that I didn't cry. My younger brother instantly broke into tears, pleading, I want grandpa, but I was, in the mid- I was in this mode of, I don't know, observing. I took every detail of this moment. The only thing I really recall about his funeral was waking up to the casket, walking up to, waking up to the t- casket, walking up to the casket and touching his torso. I cautiously poked him, and I remember it felt like he was filled up with tightly packed hay or crystals interesting comparison and after that i remember just thinking that's not grandpa that's just his skin and his clothes and still i did not cry or even feel sad i remember feeling guilty or flawed that i didn't cry my little kid world moved on quickly after my grandpa died my dad threw me into t-ball soccer gymnastics running looking back this is maybe how he was coping with losing his dad but it was very stressful and he was always angry and yelling at me 
making me practice for hours every day, just killing my self-esteem with these attacks over how awful and spoiled I was, how he could be on a golf course like other dads, but was dedicated to this, and this was for me. Really, it was for him. He was abusive. One night, I had gone to bed like any other night. I was always afraid at night in my room. I would lie there and sweat until I finally passed out. I would look into the darkness of all corners of my room as my heart pounded. The night I saw my grandpa was just like that. I looked at the door into the hall, which was always dark, and he was there. He was looking right at me, and he was moving his lips in a very aggressive and agitated manner, like pursing the hell out of them. There was this smoky-hued aura around him, too. I was so terrified. I couldn't breathe, and as soon as I could get a breath, I just screamed. I screamed until my parents came running into my room. When they did, I said, I saw Grandpa, and he's mad at me. They asked why he was mad, and I said, I don't know. They tried to calm me, and eventually we all went back to bed. The next day, I tried to talk to my mom about it, but she insisted I was dreaming and downplayed the whole thing. She had said that the night be- she had said that the night before too, but I was not dreaming. I didn't know what day it was or make any note of uh, when my grandpa died. After all, I was six. I knew my dad changed after that. Not that he was ever a beacon of light, but he got pretty dark after his dad died. He was always angry. His family, I believe, was quite abusive. I've heard enough stories and had enough experiences of my own with his side of the family to make my ruling on that. He once said to me that I saw my dad hit my mom when I was growing up, but she knew how to push buttons. And about a year before he died, my grandmother had actually kicked my grandpa out of the house and started divorce proceedings because he's retired without, he, ret- he retired without her approval. He even lived with us for a while, but was really having a rough time, so my parents asked him to leave. His last Christmas, he and I were in a room alone together. He was sitting on the sofa, and he just said, You know, Grandpa's really sad right now. This is depressing as fuck. Oh, my God. I had no idea what to do with that. We didn't really teach or acknowledge feelings in my house, and I was sick, so I remember looking away and then awkwardly leaving the room. Oh, my God. He left soon after that. He moved into a little apartment, and we went to visit him there a few times, and I distinctly recall him being very distraught and distant, depressed. It was shortly after our last visit to see him that he died. We were told that he probably had a heart attack. He was found under a bridge near a river. This oh, story is yeah, a roller coaster. Crazy. I need some coffee for this. Hold on. All right. <laughs> I recently asked my mom if she remembered the night I saw him after his death. She said she did and then added, we always thought it was really weird that happened on the one-year anniversary of his death. That was new oh, knowledge wow. to me. I had no idea of the exact date. She still insists that it must have been a dream. It's been so long ago, I honestly can't say it's not possible that it was a dream. But if so, what a fucked up dream for a six-year-old to have, right? And again, why on the one-year anniversary? I know this isn't the craziest story, but I had to post it in hopes that someone might have some insight. Also, when I discussed this with my mom recently, I asked her directly if my grandpa killed himself, and she said it was undetermined, but very probable. Did my grandpa visit me because I shunned him when he tried to discuss his depression with me? And then I never cried or mourned him. This happened so long ago, but I think about it so much. I think that, you know, especially for a six-year-old, this is not, a spirit wouldn't come to a six-year-old to try to say like, oh, it's a bad thing that you didn't cry or mourn them or you didn't help. A six-year-old should never and would never be responsible for somebody else's mental health. So I think that that's important to put out there. Um. But, yeah, I just think that maybe because this seems to be one of the younger members of the family, it's easier to communicate with a younger person from the other side. Yeah. So that's what I get from it. What do you get, Lil? 
That's what I was thinking was that there's probably something unfinished if he died suddenly, if he, um, you know, wasn't, maybe he, he might've been depressed, but he might not have taken his own life. So he might have, he might just be confused and kind of, you know, I don't know what exactly, you know, happened to the grandpa. I mean, like the world may never know, Mm. but, um, I, I definitely think that he's contacting the, the this young, you know, the kid when he was young because it's easier to make contact with that. Yeah, for sure. If that makes any sense at all. That Thousand was like percent. a big salad right there. Thousand percent. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. What's your next story, Lil? Okay. My next story is one morning I was not alone. I was living with my girlfriend at the time, and we slept in the same bed, of course. Usually in the mornings, I would either be woken up by her saying bye when she was on her way out for work, or I would get up to my alarm because she was often in a rush. I had been having these strange occurrences where I would see a woman just briefly between the door and its frame when I walked past slightly open doors. One time, the door opened up and I saw her walk down the stairs, and I just ignored the sight and chalked it up to be my girlfriend's friends that were over and messing with me. One morning, I woke up to movement in the bed. I was facing the wall with my back to where my girlfriend sleeps, and I scooted back to get closer. I felt ice-cold hands on my back, and I jumped a little. I turned to tell my girlfriend her hands are really cold. I was met with a faceless woman instead. Time froze for a second, and that image will be burned into my memory forever. I jumped back and looked, and, and there was nothing there. I was not dreaming. I was wide awake, and my girlfriend was already off to work. I would have to let it go. I would have to let it go, and I told myself I just have an overactive imagination. But my girlfriend's brother saw her too at the edge of his bed that same morning. I do have more stories like this, but they're more paranormal and happened when I was younger. A faceless person that you thought, oh gosh. (laughs) Imagine, imagine seeing a faceless person like right, like, like right here. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> okay, actually, maybe I would. But I... <laughs> oh, God. That... Oh! Chills. Yeah, Chills. people. Again, it's something so creepy that's so simple. It's always, it's always those little things. Like, yesterday we were talking about how crawling is so creepy. Yeah. Babies, not so much when they're crawling. But kids' laughter, horrifying. Kids I never want to... Especially g- when there's no kid around. Oh, shh. Mind blown. (laughs) Okay, what do you have? Okay, so I found another story in replacement of the fact that we were twinning on the same story, which I find hysterical. That's amazing. Out of the hundreds of thousands of stories that are on here, how did we come across the same one? I swear. What are the odds? All right. Um, Portal to the Unknown. Back in 2007, when I was younger, around nine years old, I experienced something literally not from this world, something that no one should ever have to see, but I would love to see again. One night, I was in my room sleeping, and it was the middle of the summer. One night, it started to get cold in my room, then all of a sudden, my TV was unplugged on a rolling, uh, was unplugged on a rolling stand and was on a table with a special rock on top of the TV called Peacockor the fuck is that okay peacock or i don't know what that is (laughs) as the tv started to come on it did not make a sound but it was flickering making that static channel keep in mind it was one of those fat tvs and as i set it up in my bed 
I was thinking about it was weird and started to make me even more cold. I started to form on my window and the moonlight was coming in and I could see it branching out like little crystals coming from the outside of the window frame going towards the middle of the glass window as it was fogging. Mind you, this is the middle of the night in the summer. Something's not adding up. Then all of a sudden, the price of the peacock ore that was really special to me on top of the TV started to rattle, moving a little bit on top of the TV. I need to look up what a peacock ore is because I'm still caught up on that word. When all of a sudden, this big black sphere started to appear out of nowhere with the sound of a rushing sound that sounded kind of like a lion appeared behind the back of the TV. It was like eight feet in diameter, so it was pretty big. And when the moonlight was coming, which was a full moon that night, uh, it was very bright outside. It was kind of distorted. It was making like a circular distortion, like a frisbee around a black sphere. It's kind of hard to describe. It's like if you have a black DVD and you hold it up to the sunlight, the clear part around the outside is how it was. Basically, like how they describe a true black hole in space if you look at a picture or video. But it was completely like a sphere. As the rock was on top, rattling, it went flying into it, and the TV got pulled back as well. As it was appearing, I am surprised the TV was not pulled in as well. Um, It was probably because, you know, like how when you knock out a wall down, there is these wooden things where the wall used to be. So that's probably what kept the TV from being pulled in. It happened in the next room about 20 feet away from me. But the strange thing is is it had this line of distortion. You could tell it was rotating by looking at the line of distortion. The line was moving diagonally. You can see things rippling. It was so odd, and there was so much pressure there. Then I pulled out some hair, like a handful of it, to make sure I wasn't dreaming, and then I sat it on my bed. Then, all of a sudden, that thing started to get smaller. When doing so, the air was being pulled out, sort of like a vacuum chamber, like how it removes all the air, and then I blacked out. Then, in the morning, I woke up, the hair from my head was still on the bed, and the TV was black, and it didn't work anymore. This is my story. Tell me what you think. I have never heard of anyone experiencing this before. Wow. Rebecca, what do you think? I I don't. I mean, it's so weird because the way they describe this, I feel like it was so back and forth that... I can't get like a full picture in my head. I've never heard of something like this, so I can't even compare it to another paranormal activity. But this definitely seems like a black hole or a portal to some other spiritual realm or dimension. That's the best thing I could come up with. That's exactly what I was thinking too. It was like a, probably a portal to another dimension or someone using the energy from the TV to manifest, trying Uh to use the energy from the TV to manifest, but it wasn't enough because it was, you know, not working or whatever. It'd be interesting to see if, like, say this person had gotten sucked in, like, where would they have ended up? Yeah. Like, what's on that other side? But, uh, yep, that was my story. Nice. Okay. My next one is called, My Mom Got the UFO Sighting She Always Wanted, but it was more than she bargained for. You ready? I'm ready. All right. This one is a little bit longer, so that's good. My mom is very religious and no nonsense. She grew up brethren, which is basically an older form of Baptist, which doesn't really exist anymore. Despite her upbringing, she has always been interested in aliens. I think it's because her dad also had an obsession with them, but I don't know why. Maybe he saw something during his trucking and military days. As a kid, I always caught my mom watching those alien and UFO shows. She really wanted to see a UFO for herself. 
One night, she was traveling down the Appalachian Mountains in western North Carolina, coming from a festival in eastern Tennessee. It was fall, so the leaves were beginning to become bare, and you could see through them. She was driving along with my sister and grandmother when she sees what looks like three to five lights in a circular shape. It's getting really close. My sister and grandmother notice it, too. Soon, it appears to be behind them, very low to the ground. My mom opens the sunroof and windows, but there is no sound at all coming from whatever it is. Then, something my mom describes as an opaque white column comes down onto the road behind her car and is following. Like, the distance between the white column and the car doesn't change. My mom went from curious to freaked out and guns it. I think the total time it followed was probably less than a minute. Hmm. Eventually, it all went away without a trace. When my mom finally got home that night, she told me about it. I thought she would be excited, but it nearly scared her to death. She said she had always wanted to see a UFO, but that experience left her terrified. <laughs> I remember she complained about being able to about not being able to sleep for the next few nights. This was 10 or so years ago, but she still doesn't seem to talk about aliens with such frequency. It's, it so happened that she knew of a friend who lived around where she was when she saw it. She called him up, and sure enough, the camera on his garage actually caught the lights on film from that night. Wow. Probably wouldn't have if it wasn't fall because of all the trees. If people are interested, I can try to see if she knows where that video is, but it's probably long gone. And then there's an edit. It says... Uh, sorry, I can't find the video. It was on my mom's Facebook, but this was about 10 years ago and I can't find it. It was also on the local Johnson City, Tennessee news because multiple people saw the lights from a distance, but I can't find the report online. Wow. Yeah. That's a, a prime example of be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. Wow, that was a good story. And it's the fact that so many other people saw it, there was video evidence at one point. Exactly. I'm surprised that didn't make, like, national news. How have I never heard about this? Right? Because it sounds pretty convincing. That was sounds a, pretty I, convincing, if you ask me. I think one of my favorite episodes that we filmed was the UFO No You Didn't, season one. Yes. That was one of my favorite episodes, because we just learned so much about, like, the extraterrestrial and, like, UFO experiences. And then we mm -hmm. found that one experience in New Jersey. And then, like, my dad mm -hmm. and I have had experiences. So, it's, you know, that's a really interesting story. I'd love to, like revisit that too at some point we should okay all right i'm swallowing my cheese okay <laughs> my ghost experience hello everyone i'd like to share my experience with you all on something that freaked me out a bit i was at a recreational gym as a part-time job on the weekends and when i'm there i work during the day and then when i'm by myself after we close as i do extra cleaning like carpet cleaning one night, I was working as usual after hours in the locker rooms, deep cleaning the carpets in there. I start hearing the sounds of the lockers in the hallway slam and close. I go into the hallway thinking maybe a manager forgot something was shutting the lockers. I go out into the hallway, still hearing the lockers, but as soon as I turn the corner, the sound stops, so I'm thinking my manager's there. I can't find my manager, so I text them, and they confirm that they're home. So I go around the building, checking all the alarms and locks. Everything is fine. So I go back to the locker room and start cleaning the carpet. I start getting this really bad smell of smoke out of nowhere. I go around trying to find the source of the smell, but couldn't find anything. At this point, I'm thinking I'm starting to lose my mind. Maybe I'm working too much and I'm starting to crack from working so much. <laughs> I ask myself. I go back to the locker room and I sit down, try to relax for a moment and recollect my thoughts. I'm taking a deep breath and suddenly I'm hearing someone running down the hallway. Thinking someone's totally screwing with me at this point, I rush out into the hallway trying to catch them. 
Look down the hall and see a shadow running around the corner. So I chase after it to find nothing but locked doors. That's it. I'm freaking losing my mind and I'm going home, I tell myself. And I left for the night. I went home and my wife, which has no clue what I went through, looks at me and goes, why do you smell like smoke? A week later, I'm sitting in our office and suddenly the door slowly opens, which was locked, by the way. Only two people have the keys, which is me and the manager at the gym the entire time. We walk out of the gym in the hallway area where I saw the running shadow and he's talking to me and suddenly stops. I ask what's up. And he's like, I just saw a shadow run across the hallway. We went to investigate and found both doors were locked. Mind you, I never had the chance to tell him what I experienced before he witnessed something himself. And to this day, I still have no clue what I experienced. And everything I thought would have a logical reasoning, I can't figure out. I've had other experiences in that building, but I could tell that another time. Thanks for reading all that. And I look forward to hearing your ideas of what I experienced. Ooh. I mean, obviously, a shadow person. Um, no other way to put it. Doesn't doesn't give me negative vibes, though? Nope. It seems like, again, like it's just kind of minding his own business. The only thing right? I can think of just is like... Just working out, going for a jog in a gym. Yeah, why not? Free membership? Fuck it. <laughs> uh, but, like, the only thing I can think of is that's a little alarming is the smoke smell. Yeah, I wonder if there was maybe a fire there beforehand, although... That would, they might have said that. But maybe it wasn't, it doesn't seem like this guy really did a lot of research. And maybe it's not that necessarily that building had a fire, but maybe there was something built before that gym that there was a fire. So. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is this my last story? Tis. Yes. Okay. Something strange happened to my dad and brother at the library. So for context, my great-grandpa on my dad's side was a total badass. He was there at Normandy on D-Day, fought, then his entire platoon was blown to pieces. He was dragged away to a German prisoner of war camp and pronounced dead when his dog tags were found in a puddle of blood. For a year, my great-grandmother insisted her husband was still alive out there, and then when the camp was liberated, he went home to a Purple Heart awardee. Oh, that's sweet. Um... He had a big family and a long life and was an all-around great dude. Ten years after he passed, my brother is in a Boy Boy Scout troop and my dad is the troop leader. They were working on a badge that required them to tour the local library. While on the tour, the librarian shows off the genealogy section of the library. It is massive and is composed of rows and rows of files in multiple metal drawers. She explains that there are certain things like newspaper articles, death records, etc. from our country dating back to the 1800s. She then opens a random drawer and pulls out a file. That's my gran- that has my grandpa's name on it, my brother says. On the file, it was labeled with my great-grandpa's name and, and a date. Shocked, the librarian opens it. And inside is the newspaper article announcing the date of when he, quote, died on D-Day and a bit about him and my grandma. We didn't even know the article existed before that day. Obviously, my brother and dad are thoroughly creeped out, as there was literally no way the woman could have known to pick that file. Weird coincidence or something else? Hmm. So I think it was the grandpa sending them a little message. I agree. I agree. Having a little fun. I just love, I love like grandparent stories coming back, just like letting them know that they're there and that they're thinking of them and they're protecting them. 
I know. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Especially like in the middle of like doing like working hard for something and you get like that little reminder from someone. Yeah, definitely. It's like reassurance. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. My last story. Short stories of all experiences as a child. They are very short. There's four of them. And this person just goes right into it. One, as told by my mom, when I was four or five, I woke up and saw a tall man. It w I wasn't feeling stressed or in danger, just very calm. The next morning, I told my mom and proceeded to describe her the exact attribute of a spirit her grandma used to work with. My grandma was a Wicca pagan psychic and saw slash helped multiple spirits. Apparently, he just wanted to say hi, and I never saw him again. Two, when I was seven or nine, I woke up feeling thirsty, so I went downstairs. I could hear the fridge being opened as I arrived to the dining area. I looked in the kitchen, and there was a completely white and slightly blurred-out kid holding the fridge door. His face was unreadable. I remember the air getting heavier and feeling like it wasn't in the real world. Do you want some water, he questioned calmly. I answered politely, although a bit scared. He went and looked for a glass and filled it with sink water. I sat down as he placed the water in front of me. I barely had the chance to say thank you before he vanished and the air became normal again. My dad woke up a few seconds later and rushed to the kitchen, asking me what the fuck I was doing. I said I got thirsty and went to get water, and a boy gave me the glass. The next day, he called my mom. I don't know what he told her, but I saw the kid a few times after he just disappeared from my life. He told me his name once, but I can't really remember it. A nice little gentleman boy. Okay. That's sweet. Manners aren't dead. Well, kind of, not dead. The guy's dead, but whatever. Okay. Three. At my mom's apartment, I was chilling in my room when I suddenly feel a cold shiver down my spine and what felt like a hug. I then had the strange feeling that someone had died. A few minutes later, my dad visited us, which was rare, to announce that my grandma succumbed to Alzheimer's disease. My grandma was on my dad's side, was the only family member I somehow felt connected with, which makes sense why she told me goodbye. And last but not least, number four. The day my aunt died of lung cancer, I had the feeling of getting choked by smoke and I had the urge to scream. Intrusive thoughts that were not mine would circle around my head, making me have a migraine. In a rusty voice, it would say, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke. I can't do it. I mean, I, I really do. Don't smoke. <laughs> That's, that, I, need to, I need to have my own ad for no smoking. Anyway, no matter how much I took my inhaler, it wouldn't help. I had a crazy low heart rate for how much panic I was in. I calmed down after a few hours. The next day, I woke up with a sore throat. It was sore for days. Lesson from my aunt, don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the experiences of this, of this person as a child. Oh, wow. Those were all actually really good. Yeah, not bad. Short but sweet and to the point. How we like them, right? Yes, exactly. All right, uh, so that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 26. So right. let's get right into the socials. Uh, let's do it. Instagram. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams, at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to Patreon and give us money. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you'd like to share on the show, just email us over at JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye! Goodbye.